You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. So then all CC and Glenn Suter could talk about was the million dollars from Safeway, if it was going to happen. <laughs> um, you know. What about Karen? Oh, screw Karen. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! <laughs> And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, Brazilian Thai. I was at Metallica last night. Uh, I, I can't believe I survived it, but back home in Red Deer, the, the games have been watched. And it seems to be uh, now a weekly uh, tradition here. Is this because of NFL football or something? But you are you know texting me every week now. What is on the menu for your Sundays? And it's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> well, and and the, the time zone kind of works into my advantage. Uh, so with NFL games not starting until noon in the central time zone, right. I can still run into town. I can still run into town and get McDonald's between 11 and noon because then breakfast is over. And if I get there early enough, I beat the church crowd and it's not too busy and I can load up with nuggets and an Angus burger and then I can eat, uh, you know, continue to eat what I started on last night. How much exercise uh, helps burn off any of these calories? <laughs> when I exercise, I'll tell you. <laughs> I have to tell you, man, that show yesterday, probably the sweatiest show I'd ever been at. I think I'm covered for the rest of Grey Cup fit up because, well, when the crowd was getting into Saskatel Center in Saskatoon, it started raining. So then everybody gets into the arena wet and then they're they moist. Sweat. Yes. Oh, you were feeling the walls walking out of the arena and it was wet. Ugh. It was like that was it like that scene from Alien where all you hear is like the dripping? Just disgusting. <laughs> my my brother was sweating so much. They they were throwing picks into the crowd, guitar picks. I got one. One stuck to his forearm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best catch he'd ever made in his life. <laughs> like speaking of sweating, you know how people get the meat sweats? Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure I have the chocolate sweats right now. Like it's bad. chocolate sweats. Last night like I I've had eaten, the Pilsner sweats. Yeah, I've eaten a whole bag of Smarties, um, some Toffafes. Uh, I had a caramel and an Arrow bar on the way into town. Um, I'm on like my fifth Coke. <laughs> I gotta know good. what you eat at Christmas time. Uh, butter and salt. We've went over this. <laughs> <laughs> Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em And show Kura and Ty what you got They are who we thought they were Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca Enough from talking about it There has to be consequences And pick'em.cfl.ca Alright, the first game of the week BC beating Montreal 32-14 And 
it happened real early in the game. I, I guess we just better get into it. Travis Lule leaves uh, basically just after an awkward fall. Uh, John Bowman mm-hmm. hits him, and uh, I guess dislocated, separated shoulder. I would ended up getting popped back in, but obviously he's going to miss probably the next six to eight weeks or uh, something like that. Basically the season. Uh, and, you know, at this point, the Lions are in a fight to get into mm-hmm. that crossover spot over to the east so Jonathan Jennings man now is your time can you play like you did in 2016 but it is hard not to feel bad for a guy like Travis Lule who fights so hard to get back onto the field it it seems well at this point routine for him year after year after year gets back onto the field and then has this injury, which, what, is this the fifth injury against the Montreal Alouettes in the month of September for him? Which is, that, that's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's, it's not just year after year that he gets injured. It's game after game against Montreal yeah, that he gets bizarre. injured. And it, it, it is bizarre. It's just one of those things that just, I don't know what it is. It just it just happens. Um, you know, and it is too bad because... Like you said, BC is in in the fight of their lives right now to try to get into that four spot and get that crossover into the east. Uh, and Jennings, I mean, didn't look terrible, didn't look great, but Lule was leading that team. And you know, they lost husband last week. Uh, they lose Lule this week now for the season. It's all just starting to pile up, and it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot for for BC to overcome the adversity that they're facing here in these last two weeks. And the the CFL is probably the wackiest league in existence. It is just so impossible to predict because you can say, well, the Lions, uh, their defense in the past few weeks has beaten up on some struggling teams, but that Ottawa offense that they shut down lit up the Saskatchewan Rough Riders defense. So uh, it, it's really hard to predict what's going mm-hmm. on here, but the, the Lions defense it really seems to be gelling in the last few weeks. And Antonio Pipkin, I think a lot of fantasy players in particular, were excited for him because he's really cheap. Two games in a row coming off the bye. And I think a lot thought that, you know what, he's going to come and have himself, you know, a nice game. Well, 2.7 points from your quarterback, eh, that's not going to get it done. No, and not only coming off the bye, but, uh, you know, BC having to travel cross country yeah. for this game um you know usually that that plays a huge factor and he looked he looked like a rookie um you know and, yep. and you know young young guys are going to have these games or you win 11 to 22 for 95 yards with four picks uh still added 69 rush yards but like you said 2.7 points this was not good enough uh to get the job done well yeah and when he almost outrushes his passing totals that is mm-hmm. not uh, a, a good either um but, man, I thought they could have rushed the ball more. Standback only had the eight carries for 52 yards, three catches for 10 yards. Um, but, I mean, when you're turning the ball over that much, mm-hmm. then it's really hard to get things done. I thought BC could have rushed the ball more. Jeremiah Johnson only had himself 12 carries. But Montreal was in this mm-hmm. until late in the fourth quarter. And I'm trying to think here. I think they were losing by two points, about four minutes left, and they took the safety. And I get it in theory, but they take the safety. Now they need 
at least a touchdown to take the lead. And it it wasn't going to happen because Pipkin ends up throwing two pick sixes in the final few minutes of that game. But the the Montreal defense played well. Uh, Muamba was all over the place in this one. And Boris Beattie can launch that ball over 50 yards. And it it just kind of seemed to me like Sherman was trying to pull the CFL coach move by taking the safety, and I really don't think it worked out in that situation. Well, if if they kick it, they're giving they're giving the short field or short field. Um, you know, and Ty Long has been pretty good this year. Uh, so then, if if they if they do kick it, they give up the short field, and BC they're able to hold them to just a field goal. They still need that touchdown to 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 take the lead, right? It's not like they can go down and and kick a field goal to get the lead in that situation. Yeah, either way, anyway, so their offense had to do yeah, something. Either way, their offense would have had to score a touchdown. Um, so I think this way, you know, you know, it's inevitable. One point isn't going to make a difference. Uh, like whether you're down by five or whether you're or whether you're down by four, whether you're down by five, uh, in the big scheme of things. So take take the safety and, and try to flip field position a little bit. Um, at the same time, I hate giving up points, but yeah, uh, when you're gonna, you're gonna you're basically giving up a field goal anyway. So just, I would just give up the safety and, and try to try to win a field position battle at that point. John Jennings in relief, 19 of 30, 180 yards. Some NFL stats there, a a touchdown, an interception. He had the 46 rush yards as well, which was kind of good to see because uh, I feel like over the past year and a half, he's almost tried to become uh, a bit of a pocket passer. Uh, I heard a great interview with him, kind of overthinking things. Football is a game. It's supposed to be fun but really overthinking things and trying, reading all these books, talking to psychiatrists, trying to relax um, for the season and on the football field. But when he first came into this league, he just went out there and played. Mm -hmm. And and that's when he had his best success. And also when that happens, though, it's a new quarterback and there's nothing more dangerous than that than a guy with no film. There's that too, yeah. Uh, you know, the coaching in this league is pretty good, and and the defenses and and coaches are able to make adjustments uh, once they get get some film and get get ideas of how how to shut down at least one aspect of your game. And if they can do that, put so much more emphasis on the pass game. If they can shut down Jennings on the ground and and just puts added pressure and like you said, thinking too much and all that stuff just just compounds the issue. So Brian Burnham, he had himself a 100-yard game, um, ended up uh, having the touchdown as well, so you're happy if you uh, took him. Ricky Collins had six catches. Devere Posey, his first first game as a BC Lion, four catches for 32 yards, and uh, they they didn't use Chris Rainey as much as they thought they would. Um, But Montreal, especially it seemed in this game, when BC tried to run off tackle or have those screen passes and in the flats, Montreal was all over it. And that's kind of Chris Rainey's bread and butter, right? Yeah, get him in space, get let him, you know, make him make a tackle or miss, uh, make make a play, and he was not able to do that. He, he did have a hundred. He did have a hundred and forty return yards, but. Yeah, I mean, they—they still. If he was pissed that they weren't using him enough before, I don't think this fixes anything. 
Yeah. Uh, as for Montreal, there's nothing good to say uh, about the offense. Stanback was their highest scoring player at 9.2 points there. So moving forward, we know it's going to be Jennings for BC. At this point, I, I think it has to be Manziel. And, mm-hmm. and it's just the way the media works. It, it's the way the uh, headlines work. When I saw the articles, and I guess I probably should eat crow a little bit here, I thought what Manziel said looked really bad. But when I saw the whole interview, it didn't seem as bad at all. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're um, saying that stuff that was in print was taken out of context? No, come on. Nobody does that. Never. Never. Oh, but man. you know what? I bid it hook, line, and sinker, mm-hmm. so I, I guess that's on me as well. But it has to be Manziel. Um mm-hmm. For the rest of the season here. I, I talked about it with Andrew on Thursday's show. My He's replacement. Not, yeah. yeah <laughs> partly my fault. He's not coming cheap. Um, So I, I think Montreal needs to know what they have with Manziel for the rest of the season. Because I, I see this going... Well, there's a, it could go a few ways here. If he does poorly the rest of the season, is Montreal going to want to pay him? this much next season and does nope. Manziel want to stick around so there's a few questions surrounding this situation and if if he is not performing in three weeks time and you know has two out of these three games out of their next three games that are just absolute garbage does Pipkin get yeah. another shot maybe it's the film on Pipkin that the Lions really figured out here because mm-hmm. he he almost looked like a new hope Help me, Antonio <laughs> Pipkin. You're our only hope. <laughs> My and, only hope. <laughs> <laughs> and the the last you know two three weeks of progress were just flushed down the toilet with this one game. I wouldn't say flushed down the toilet, other than the fact that Ottawa and or Ottawa won and Hamilton lost. So I mean, he didn't lose any ground on second place, but I, a lot of confidence is gets taken away. Uh, and a lot of you know, just I don't I don't know the word I'm looking like I don't want to say swagger, but like, you know that just that cockiness that an offense has mm-hmm. when it when it's clicking, and you know especially with Pipkin being what he was like, being able to run in uh, touchdowns and and make plays with his feet and do a lot of stuff, and he wasn't being stopped all that often. You know, it's just an offense just starts to click, and Friday night it just blew up in their face. Well, let's look back at Montreal's season so far. The The most points they've gotten in a game is 25. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> it's not going to win you a lot of football games. Not in the no, CFL. It's, it is not. I mean, Edmonton and Calgary, 48-42 last week. Uh, Toronto beat Ottawa, 42-41 a few weeks ago. Your 25 points is... No, that, that's not going to work. So I don't think they're losing much by putting Manziel in there. But now uh, he's going to Winnipeg, and the Bombers do have to be desperate. It's going to be interesting to see what the fans are going to be like at that game because the Bombers, <laughs> they're, they're all of a sudden at the bottom of this crazy Wild Wild West division. 
Which is not exactly where everybody thought they would be. No, I think they uh, were... Somewhat of a surprise. Oh, with, yeah. with Travis Bond gone now, uh, you know, and, and they lost Hardwick. At, that's two big losses off that O-line, and an O-line that everybody thought was the best O-line in the league. That's mm-hmm. a huge That's a huge hole for the Bombers to fill. Matt Nichols getting injured to start the year. Sure, Strebler held down the fort, got them a couple wins, but he... Since he's come back, he has not protected the football all that well in the last couple of weeks. We saw it against Saskatchewan where, you know, he just made not poor. I'm not calling them poor decisions. They were stupid decisions on the, that, on the one to Guavin. I just take the sack. Um, just he needs that. Well, that whole team, they, they need to turn it around. And like you said, they need to be desperate. They, they need to come out and attack and force Manziel into some mistakes or else Manziel, if if they don't get to Manziel, it's just going to be he's going to be able to run all over them. But uh, we can talk about that on Thursday before we get too into it and ruin all of our all of our pregame stuff. <laughs> so I guess let's get to game number two on Saturday then, the early one on Saturday. Calgary beats Hamilton forty three twenty eight. Calgary they were down early actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton, I think they got out to a 10 nothing lead, and then there was kind of a wild stretch there because Hamilton or Calgary scores a touchdown, and then Hamilton uh, returns the kick for a touchdown, and then <laughs> Calgary returns a fumble for a touchdown. It got real crazy there in a few minutes mm-hmm. here. Um, but Tavares Daniels going down to injury, uh, another receiver, not only for the CFL, but for the Stampeders, so um, Kamar Jordan hurt Eric Rogers. He he started practicing again on Thursday, so he, he could come back very very soon. But now Devaris here as well. I know Calgary has a ton of depth. We saw Breskis in here at a hundred yard game. Mark and Michelle had uh, a touchdown, but oh, they they can't afford much more uh, losses in that receiving core, man. No, it's been, and it's crazy the amount of injuries they've had to the receivers. With, with Devaris Daniels going down, Eric Rogers down, uh, like it, it's absolutely insane. Bo Levi Mitchell right now, to me, is my MOP over Mike Riley just because he has had basically no consistency since, what, week four with his receivers? It, it seems to just be a revolving door at that position, and he is finding ways to make guys better. Would you have thought that we would say Reggie Bagleton was like his number one option at any point this year? Probably not. <laughs> right? And, and Bo Levi made him. Bo Levi made him the number one receiver. Right? Bo Levi made him the number one receiver in that game once Daniels went down. And sure enough, it takes Bagleton to answer that call to do that. But it, Bo to just. You know, it doesn't matter who's at that position, gets the job done. Well, Bagleton's proving he's another one of those guys in that Calgary factory mm-hmm. that <laughs> he deserves to be there, and he's proven it. Uh, what, he's got over 300 receiving yards, basically, in the past two games. Um, so he mm-hmm. had 150 yards here and a touchdown, and he's only $3,500 in fantasy. And with Daniels going down... He's he has to be those must own guys in fantasy now. Oh, for sure. I, I'm assuming his price is going to go up uh, coming into their next game. But 
he's still not going to be up where guys like Duke Williams and well Eric Rogers, even though he's hurt, he was still over over sixty five hundred, and you know he's going to be a cheaper option and a guy who right now. It's either him or Breskison that's really their number one option. I know with Michelle in there, they can still spread that ball around a little bit, but uh, to me, Bagleton just seems like he's going to be their number one target. Um, I really like Breskison. Uh, I'm a fan of him. So they, they, they do still have some quality receivers, just not as much experience. Romar Morris mm-hmm. has another nice game. Uh, three catches on six targets for 16 yards. 16 rushes. For 98 yards. Um, So now they've got three, I guess, quality running backs. Williams, Jackson, Morris. The the Calgary factory just continues to roll. But the highlight of this game to me is getting tackled by the dreads. (laughs) I love that. I love it. If you're going to grow your hair out and and you're going to run away from people, expect them to pull it to get you. Oh, that's, that's that's I would do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Well, it's what defenders do. You know, sometimes it's not on purpose. They're just grabbing for anything. This is having yep. to be connected to his head. Yep. Well, I guess somebody's getting a haircut this week. Okay, hands up if you had Shakir Ryan in your fantasy lineup, and if you put your hand up, you're a liar. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, that would have been awesome. You would have been the oracle. How would they have justified charging twenty five hundred dollars for me? Would have, he would have been worth like three hundred coming in? <laughs> well, and I guess and room was made off. when when Brandon Banks Banks didn't play the mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah, and you know he did exactly what Brandon Banks is expected to do on return, so it worked out very well in Hamilton's favor. Yeah, two hundred and eighteen kickoff return yards. Uh, the punts didn't go as well, but uh, twenty-two fantasy points. And I would actually like to see if anybody in the entire country had him uh, on their fantasy team because that would was be he even available? Impressive. Is the next question. Yeah, that's another solid question as well. But that Tiger Cat receiving core. Uh, they're really depleted right now, and uh, I think Banks will probably be back next week, but Banks, Saunders, Williams, now you got Tasker. Um, of course, I mean, when you can focus in on the guy and a defense, the quality mm-hmm. of Calgary, it, h- how do you how do you make room for him? And Tolliver's been struggling as well, but uh, I'm not going to blame Mazzoli, uh, the Calgary defense, I think they've proved after the third game that they're the best defense in this league and even going into Tim Horton's field uh, against Jeremiah Mazzoli. Um, yeah, with uh, I don't think there's a doubt that that Calgary no. defense is the best without Michael, Micah Johnson too. Well, and, and the situation helps as well with we know Hamilton quote-unquote spreads the ball around, but it's really only to Alex Green, Luke Tasker, and Brandon Banks. And Brandon Banks was out of the lineup. Terrence Tolliver hasn't been the Terrence Tolliver we saw before his knee injury. Alex Green, they held him to 51 rushing yards. He only got 11 touches. So <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to have a run and shoot offense, you got to be able to run the ball. And you know, not, nine times this isn't enough to establish much. Uh, and like Luke Tasker was held only 60 yards. It kept him out of the end zone, so that's huge. Uh just you know, like we said when Tasker and Banks and Green are the only guys getting the football. It's really easy to 
to shut yeah. that. Well, maybe not easy, uh, but it's easy to key in on them and, and make that a point of your defense to stop those guys and let other guys hurt you, like Tolliver and Mike Jones. Uh, and you know they weren't able to do that. Bo had 270 yards, 18.9 fantasy points. Mazzoli hurt you, 4.8. Uh, fantasy points in this one. You know, sometimes when there are three games, I think, hey, it might be easier when it comes to fantasy. I think it's a bit tougher. (laughs) It's impossible. It can't be done. Did you have a rough week? I'm so done with CFL fantasy football. (laughs) I'm done with NFL fantasy football. I'm done with pick them. Just when does hockey start? (laughs) Dude, you're an Oilers fan. When does hockey start? Are you kidding? <laughs> hey, McDavid is appointment viewing. I will watch McDavid play <laughs> hockey every day of the week. I had one guy get double-digit points this week. One guy, and it was Romar oh, Morris. Oh, no. Yeah. So moving on. Do you really want to talk about the next game? <laughs> oh, man. Can we just end the podcast? Okay, first. ATB Financial, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we let's gotta get be this nice in before you. we leave. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to save money? You want to save trees, paper, all of that good stuff? ATB Financial helps you go all digital with the no fee, all in bank account. I'm selling e transfer. I'm sending e transfers left, left and right. No fees, man. That's the best part. No minimum balance. Unlimited digital transactions. You got the high balance, like Brazilian tie. Well, you earn interest, and then you bet hey, it all away, hey, and then you hey, bet hey, it hey. all away on NFL Sundays, and you don't Stop get that interest stories anymore. Out of school here. <laughs> all digital checking and savings account. It's the no fee all in with ATB Financial. Get all your information at atb.com. Okay. Whew. How mad are you after the Saskatchewan Rough Riders lost to the Ottawa Red Blacks on uh, Saturday night? Okay, so let's start here. 30 I to had, 25, the final, by the way. Yeah. Coming into this game, I had picked Montreal and I had picked Hamilton. Oh, no. Give you one guess as to who I, who I picked in the late game uh, the, the green team. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I had the defense, and Greg Ellingson, and neither of them did anything. So that felt really good. And again, Zach Kalaros was terrible. So where do you want to start? Well, what's your stat? you got a stat on this game. Okay, I got, I got some names for you, and you tell me what they have in common. Okay. Okay, Jonathan Jennings, Travis Lule, Bo Levi Mitchell, Mike Riley, Matt Nichols, Jeremiah Masoli, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Trevor Harris, Antonio Pipkin, Ricky Ray, Kevin Glenn, and Darian Durant. What do they all have in common? Yeah. Well, I was going to say they've all started games this season, but uh, nope. Kevin Glenn and Durant haven't. So, huh. Well, lay it on me. Since week five of 2017, so week five of last year, all of those quarterbacks have had at least 300 yards passing in a game. Who's not on that list? Zach Caleros. Yeah. And again, he played like absolute trash on Saturday. Doesn't help that his receivers, it doesn't help that his receivers dropped. 
some balls. But 10 for 27 for 162, go sit in the truck. Brandon Bridge can do that. And he's half the price. That That's an embarrassing game. It's so bad. It is so bad. And Marcus Sigpen starts everything off. It, they had the blackout. So it's... It, it, Crowd was into it right from get right from intros. Crowd was into it. Place was rocking. Thigpen scores in the opening kickoff. So then all CC and Glenn Suter could talk about was the million dollars from Safeway if it was going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, what about Karen? Oh, screw Karen. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was her it, name, it, right? Yes. Okay. Why do Why do you remember that? Why do I, I don't remember know. that? <laughs> um, you know, and, and on the road, especially in, in in Saskatchewan, the thing is you have to take the crowd out of it. Well, the yeah. crowd was into it right right from the very beginning, and, you know, it looked like Saskatchewan was going to be able to run away with this. You know, the defense has been playing unreal. Let's go. Then Trevor Harris goes 27 of 34 for 334. You know, William Powell has a game. Deontay Spencer, 8 for 8. Eight catches on eight targets, 110 yards, wow. 111 return yards. R.J. Harris, 77 yards. How like, about that catch, though? Come on. That that was ridiculous. <laughs> What's the defender supposed to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. But, I mean, the, the, at some point, and I've been saying this for four weeks, and people are like, why do you crap on Zach Kalaros? He's winning football games. No, he is not winning football games. This is not a good football team. It's a good defense, and the special teams is good. Zach Kalaros is garbage right now, and this offense is hurting because of him, and they can't get anything going. Yeah, I know they scored 25 points, but the the, the offense, again, only scored one touchdown. Like, everybody's like, oh, defense wins championships. Yeah, you still got to be able to score points. And then I get told, well, Baltimore in 2001, yeah, and they had three shutouts. Or four shutouts in that season. I don't see any shutouts for the Riders this year. You can't continually stop offenses in the CFL. It can't be done. You're not going to have... That's a different animal. That's a right? different animal in the NFL, it, too. Because it's, not, it's not a good team right now. It is a good defense, and the special teams is above average. The offense is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Yeah, I'm, I would not compare them to the, the Baltimore Ravens because... Because well, first of Trent all, Dilfer, NFL. Trent, Trent Dilfer, <laughs> Trent Dilfer never threw for 300 yards in a game that season, but he wasn't turning the ball over at this rate, and they were actually scoring points. Well, and they were they were running the ball too, and yeah. in the NFL, you can kill eight minutes on a drive. True, true, true. <laughs> you can't do that here. I, I, I know, I know what the difference is. It's tough with the timing no, and the I downs know. and everything, but still, 162 yards, only 10 completions, not acceptable. Not acceptable for a starting quarterback, and he's played the whole game. What are you trying to? What, what is Chris Jones trying to prove? And I talked with Andrew today. I'm like, man, you guys got rid of him at the perfect time, and he had the good point of saying, "Yep, because if he doesn't have full power, if he doesn't have con- complete control over the team, he can be uh, somewhat controlled." And Ed Hervey was big with that, but now he's got full autonomy in Saskatchewan. Forget it; it's his way or the highway, and his way. Yeah, Edmonton or not Edmonton? Sorry, Saskatchewan's in second place right now. I, 
if the offense doesn't start clicking, it's not going to last long. He's just letting it run its course and hoping the defense bails him out. The defense is not going to bail you out every single game. And it almost did again. Um, You know, 30 points, not that terrible. I mean, whatever. But against William Powell, you give up 148 yards, you give up 334 through the air. Trevor Harris, you're not going to win that football game. And especially if you're only scoring one touchdown. And a touchdown was basically, like, I don't want to call it garbage time because, I mean, that gave them, that got them close. But you just knew Zach Clark was going to throw a pick at some point. And an ill-advised throw, he underthrows it. I don't know how you underthrow it in that situation. And, and it cost them the game. I'm just, this. I was just pissed off. I went to bed mad, as I usually do after Ryder games this season, it seems. And I was up super early and grouchy, so this is just not helping. Okay, you can go. <laughs> you know what, man? The issues at quarterback in Saskatchewan run deep, and they're not mm-hmm. new. Because this no. is before Chris Jones. There was never a plan behind Darian Durant. So oh, what about Mitchell Gale? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Tino? Who <laughs> Tino? I know Drew, Drew Willie, he was popular in Saskatchewan once upon a time. <laughs> um, so whenever Durant got hurt, that team was screwed. Mm-hmm. So now yeah, I, I think Jones just threw a bit of a Hail Mary trying to get Caleros over from Hamilton, right? Oh, for sure, and at, it was a it was a value, hail mary, and I think everybody saw it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and at face value, it looked half decent. You know, he he has had some success in this league. He hasn't won a great cup, but he's had success in the league. Uh, you know, made made plays, and everybody had hoped that he had bounced back from the injuries and the concussions. And it just seems that he is not what he was before all of these issues arose a couple years ago. You know, and I am a Caleros fan, so it sucks to see this because that 2015 season with Hamilton before he got hurt, I mm-hmm. that was that was one of the most fun football I've watched from that Tiger Cats team, and then it, it all went downhill. And I like watching Mazzoli now, so I guess it kind of worked out um, for him. But if it continues this way for Caleros, I, I don't know. I don't know if Jones will take the job away from him, but if he keeps playing like this, I think he's another quarterback that gets shipped out from their team after the season. Yeah, like Jones may not take the job away from him, but what has he done to keep it? Yeah, he hasn't inspired much. And I, you know what? He might, he might be good in the locker room and the, the guys maybe believe in him that way but it's not happening on the field and you almost could have I was really confident going into this game but there was that worry in the back of my head saying that they've won four west games in a row Winnipeg big rival two in a row Calgary big rival won that game how do you get up? And I know it's your job as a professional athlete, but how do you get up for you know Ottawa? There's no real history there. Uh, they come to your your place, and I think sometimes that's why the good teams struggle uh, against teams that uh, 
you know, there's no real rivalry there. There's no real, you know, hatred there. But Mm -hmm. that's what separates the Calgary's from the Saskatchewan's. Absolutely. Calgary shows up every week. They do. And they're never out of it. I know. And I know they've lost two games this year. But those two games, it's not like they were disengaged and laying an egg. Uh, You know, the Saskatchewan game is just a one-off. Uh, well, and they came happen. back in that game, and they made right. it. Uh, <laughs> made it closer <laughs> they got than it should have been. Distance. And and Edmonton, they scored forty-two points and lost. Yeah, and they were down twenty. So right, Saskatchewan could score thirty points every week and still lose football games if it's not against Calgary, Winnipeg, or Edmonton. Like those are the only three teams that I feel. That when the when the riders get a lead, that they're able to hold it. And I know it's weird to say that against Calgary because Calgary seems to stay in every game and they've beat us late a bunch. But you know the players are up for that game. And like mm-hmm. you said, like when Hamilton or not maybe not Hamilton so much, but when because of Ken Austin. But and a lot. Well, I guess a lot of the players aren't there anymore. But like when like you said, when Ottawa comes in, Ottawa hasn't been playing good football. They no like they they're not scaring anybody right now. Uh, Montreal were to come in, they're not scaring anybody right now. Like you got the best rush defense, you got Charleston Hughes, he'll shut down Pipkin, and mm-hmm. you know everybody else just seems like you said they're not up for it. Um, the, playing down to the other team's level uh, isn't exactly what you want to do, and we've seen it in every sport; it happens. Um, but the offense right now is what's killing this team, and everybody says with Zach Larson there, the offense runs so much better. And I'm like, well, yeah, because he's a veteran and he the cadence and, and all that stuff and the timing. But if he's not getting the job done, what, why is he in there? If he's a good locker room guy and, and, and like stuff like that, good locker room guys can hold the clipboard and help the second string quarterback who's going to be taking that, that spot. If he was a good team guy, he, he could do, he could manage to do that. Chris Jones isn't going to let that happen because like you said, he brought him in. It was a hail Mary. This is Chris Jones's baby. This is, this was the answer to the to the problem at quarterback, and it obviously wasn't. Well, and they should have been up for this game because the Red Blacks hammered Saskatchewan back in June, mm-hmm. forty to seventeen. In nineteen seventy six, Tony Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> like they should should still be pissed about that. <laughs> and that vaunted defensive line of Saskatchewan's. Didn't get a sack in that game nope. either and didn't get a sack in this game. So relying on them game after game after game, it's not the best strategy here. Um, two out of three Weird. phases for Saskatchewan are, are good, stellar, maybe even great. But the offense, it hasn't been good all year. It really has not been uh, at all. So it's not going to work. Uh, it's not going to take them through the playoffs if they cannot do anything and score points when they need to score them. Zach, Zach Caleros, this offense, not helping themselves, only averaging 2.9 yards on first down. Yeah, that's bad. Like You're not making it very manageable, second and seven, second and eight. That's real bad. Like, that's so bad. Well, credit has to be given to Ottawa Absolutely. here as well because, um, you know, I didn't think anybody was going to rush against 
uh, this Rough Rider defense, but uh, maybe the Red Blacks learned from Winnipeg on Labor Day when Harris ran for over 150 yards, but Powell runs for 148, scores two touchdowns, the biggest fantasy performer of the entire week. Oh, and Dean in our fantasy pool picked no defense and six Red Blacks because just because he hates the Riders and the Oh, he got lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harris, as you said earlier, 27 of 34 for 334. Two touchdowns there. So not only did they rush down Saskatchewan's throat, they threw all over the place. And I love Ed Ganey, but he's not having the... I think teams have figured him out a little bit. He's uh, he's getting beat, and he's not getting the interceptions he, he had last year. And, oh, that tackling... That we've seen from him, come on, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with with the interceptions not being there. That's of fine. course, but he's he's getting beat. Yeah, but if you're going to get straight up beat, um, it, that's not you're not helping anybody with that. Well, and you're not helping uh, when uh, you wrap the guy and he just shrugs you off. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help either. <laughs> so. I mean, or you take a pass offense. interference penalty and they decline it anyways because they they got the they got the catch anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I I wonder why why did we even bother making the call? I, Just that's pick a, up the flag and move on. Well, yeah, you could do that, I suppose. But I mean, on the off chance that what if you only got a three yard gain out of it? Well, and th- that makes sense, but right instead I of mean, second and seven, you could have first and ten again at the spot of the foul. We want to we want to split a, speed up the game some more, but l- let's just uh, uh, call this pass interference that they they gained thirty five yards and a touchdown on, and uh, we'll see if they'll decline it. Maybe that's a smart idea. You want to um, speed up games? Get Al Bradbury <laughs> off TV. <laughs> so uh, credit to the Ottawa offense, man. I. I think everybody knows that the Ottawa offense, when they're clicking... Oh, uh, just, just just for your information, because I know that this is intricate to your life or integral to your life, the Oakland Raiders are about to lose on a last-second field goal to the Denver Broncos. I broke up with the Raiders. Oh, I, I broke up with the Steelers today on multiple occasions as well. I uh, I threw out the gnome on my desk. Uh, no longer care. <laughs> Um, moving the team. This is not an NFL podcast, but moving the team to uh, Las Vegas. The owner with the worst haircut in North America. Um, They have Chucky as a coach. What an idiotic decision that was. They trade Khalil Mack. Eh. (laughs) I don't really have time for the uh, National Felony League anymore anyway, so I... uh, I don't have time for it. I got better things to do. <laughs> yeah, but I took Denver. I took Denver to win the AFC West in my futures bet. So this is huge. I guess. Uh, I guess that makes it official. Yes, I have broken up with the NFL and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, it is in public. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not official unless it's on Facebook. Ah. Uh. I'm not putting it on there. <laughs> I'll tweet it, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but when this Ottawa offense was clicking, they mm-hmm. 
they're, they're top one or two in the entire CFL. So, I mean, if they're able to do it against Saskatchewan at Mosaic Stadium, who can they not do it against? You know, I think this could be a real turning point for this Ottawa team as the season goes on. See, and that I don't buy into because Harris has proven that he can't do this on a consistent week-to-week basis. That that's that's the only thing that's wrong with their offense that Trevor Harris doesn't isn't able to do this game in game out. He'll go through four or five games where he is a little bit better than Zach Kalaros. They have Spencer Ellingson and Sinopoli. Like just get the ball and, and Powell. Like they have four of the be- four of the best playmakers in the league, in my opinion. Get get the ball in their hands. That's all you got to do. And you know there are weeks where he has two hundred and ten yards and doesn't get the job done. And that, that's what worries me is that the inconsistency in their offense is what kind of leads me to think that they're not quite the juggernaut that everybody wants them to be. Well, they're on a bit of a west run right now. On Saturday mm-hmm. at home against uh, Edmonton, then by, and then home against Winnipeg. So there's some nice tests for them. We'll see if... Uh, Harris can continue to against that Eskimo defense on Saturday, and you know what? I think he can, man. Oh, for for sure. That the defense in Edmonton. Uh, I'm not saying they're terrible. Just the style they play is very conducive to giving up yards. It is. It is. <laughs> it totally is. So, uh, your fantasy lineup. Did you have Caleros again? No, I did not. I uh, shied away this week. Uh, but I should have taken him because he did better than who I had. <laughs> did you Which take Pipkin? Really who did you take? Yes, I took Pipkin. Ah, uh, okay. And I paired him with B- I paired him with BJ Cunningham. So so listen to this: Pipkin two point seven, Jeremiah Johnson figured he's got to have a good game. It's Montreal. Usually yeah, shows up. That right? was a seven point two for me. BJ with four. Ellingson, 7.7. Devere Posey took a flyer, cheap, 7.2. Saskatchewan defense, 1. Romar Morris, 21.4. I end up with 51.2 points. I'm in now I'm now in 11th. Oh, no. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. I'm now in second. So uh, Good for you. I put up 88 points this week, but my Jordan Williams-Lambert and Saskatchewan Rough Riders had a combined 3.9. You could have saved so much money. If you had the BC defense, well done. Uh, 30 mm-hmm. points. 30 the points. Only, the only player that outscored him was William Powell this week. So I had Bo Levi, 18.9. Romar Morris, 21.4. Johnson, 7.2. Reggie Bagleton, 28. Lambert, yeah. Standback, 9.2. I went with three running backs for maybe the first time all season. And I was pretty confident that the Ryder defense and Jordan Williams-Lambert would be able to get me to the 100-point mark, but no. <laughs> I, 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 really needed, I really needed Ellingson to catch all 370 yards that Trevor Harris had. <laughs> that would have saved your week. Touchdowns, and for them all <laughs> to be touchdowns. And for the rider, And for the Riders to maybe get some, get some uh, fumble recoveries going back. That would have been nice too. By the way, my way Saturday night. By the way, that Willie Jefferson block on the punter. (laughs) How did that that not get called? 
I'm watching it. I'm sitting here playing Madden, whatever. I hear it happen. I look up and I see Willie Jefferson push Leone in the back. I'm like, why the f*** would you do that? And then there was no flag. And right then I'm like, this game is fixed. All he needed to do was stare at Leone and he would have cowered. But <laughs> He didn't even have to get within five feet of him because Leone wasn't going to catch him. No. Oh, but I guess it worked out for Ottawa anyway. But if they lost that game, I think Red Blacks fans would have had a case uh, on oh, that for call. Sure. But uh, sometimes missed calls and the fix. Uh, we saw it in boxing. Uh, Canelo Alvarez and Triple G, they fixed the first one so they could have a big money rematch. So sometimes the fix is good for business, man. And now uh, people are upset that Canelo won, so we'll have a third one. Exactly, and make even more money. Look and at if money. I would have pulled the trigger, if I would have pulled the trigger, I would have won sixteen hundred bucks on Saturday. But I got, I was chicken. Cold feet, eh? Well, I, I was going to parlay Cincinnati because they were a home underdog on Thursday night football. Take LSU because they were an underdog on the road against. Uh, oh, who did LSU play? Auburn, and I was going to take Canelo. Because Golovkin, they're a year older. Golovkin's thirty six. There's no way yeah. he's winning that bout. And it would have been with what I bet it would have been sixteen hundred bucks. And I'm like, eh, I better not do that. And yeah, I'm kicking myself now. Well, how much are you gonna bet on Money Mayweather in the rematch? Oh, it, it won't be worth it. It will, probably won't pay out, but I think I might bet my uh, condo on it. It's like the Rams this week are minus one thousand. <laughs> So you wow. got to bet a thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks on the Rams. No thanks. That's like that's like what the odds would be if Real Madrid played uh, TFC. <laughs> Speaking of TFC, that Zlatan goal last night that he scored was unbelievable. I don't know. If yeah, you saw that, that was something else. We're talking about way too many sports. <laughs> way too many men. things. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I mean, We're all over the place. There was only there was only three games this week. We had to fill yeah. something in. Yeah, I had uh, three hours to get some extra things into my life this week. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, <laughs> Brazilian Thai, uh, we'll be back Thursday morning. Of course, we're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. There's a there's a section, there's a genre, there's a, a show in there for everyone, man. The education and self-improvement section, uh, the official uh, section of Brazilian Thai. Uh, check out Girl Tries Life, Victoria. Interviews uh, many inspiring women to show there are many different ways to live an incredible life. Yes, 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 there are. So check out Victoria's podcast, Girl Tries Life. Brazilian Thai tries to survive another day uh, after eating nothing but processed sugars. (laughs) I can't wait to get into this hell of a good French onion dip, I tell you what. (laughs) <laughs> what a brilliant name for a dip, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the only kind of dip I buy. Nice, because it's cheap. That, and it's good. Yeah. Like, it's it's not it's not like Lucky Lager. It's like Michelob Ultra of dips. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Enjoy your hell of a good dip, and I'll talk to you uh, Thursday, all right? Talk to you later. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.